It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Yes, sir. We are back after we had our dead period. Henry Apple and Paul Boyd and Rick Fires with me today. I'm Chip Souza. We had our, our, our uh, dead period. Uh, Henry had a couple of weeks off, and so we're reared up and ready to go. I don't know if I had a couple of weeks off or not because uh, I, I've been still going after it with uh, uh, reclassification and stuff like that. There so you go. I've been busy. There you go. <laughs> Paul, I know you look a little tanner. You maybe been out in the sun a little bit. Had you a little time off? Yeah, I got a little time off. I spent a little time uh, where, uh, over in North northeast Arkansas. Spent a little time with the in-laws and a little time with the parents. and well, It's a good thing. The time off didn't help Ricky's looks any. It's, he's well, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> what about my haircut? My wife looks at you and she says, you look horrible. So I, I said, the first thing I got to do is uh, get a haircut. Now I go from there. There you go. Hey, start, start from the top and work your way down. I'm there. trying to go from ugly to at least uh, what half half attractive. Half attractive. Ruggedly yeah. attractive. Ruggly. I'm trying to get there. You're Still ruggly. got a long way to go. You're ruggedly. So we have a special guest with us on today, Jeff Conaway. Now, Coach, I'm going to bring you in the right way. This is Jeff Conaway, coach of the Class 4A state champion, Shallow Christian Saints. Coach, how was that? That was great. Great <laughs> intro. Thank you. <laughs> so we're talking a little football. We, uh, we have the big Southwest Elite 7-on-7 seven seven tournament that's going to be starting on Wednesday at Shallow Christian, hosted by Shallow Christian. And, Coach, I know you're happy to have that thing back after being uh, off the field last year. We really are. It's great to be in the middle of our summer training and being able to host this event once again after not being able to do it last year has been a lot of fun. It's a lot of work and there's a lot of challenges even moving forward in 2021. Um, there's still some challenges that we're trying to kind of process through and make sure we're we're doing it the right way. But we're excited and we'll have teams here tomorrow morning and Thursday. And so can't wait for them them to uh, to show up and can't wait for that first snap. Coach, I was looking at your, your pool of teams, and, of course, it has a big uh, Northwest Arkansas flavor to it, um, besides Shallow Christian being the host team. Uh, other schools from the Northwest Arkansas area include Alma, Bentonville, Charleston, Ozark, Springdale, Fayetteville, Green Forest, Greenwood, Harbor, Rogers, Van Buren. And I'm going to include Russellville in that, too. Russellville's not really Northwest Arkansas, but I kind of consider them. They're, they're like your first cousin, Henry. Kind of you're like your first cousin. Yeah. Well, well technically, you know, our uh, coverage area line is the Johnson-Pope County line. Right. And that is just about 16 miles away from Russellville. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah, close enough. That's right. So, Jeff, a good, a good solid field of teams. And uh, you guys will be commended to, uh, for uh, getting together a solid, a solid field for this year's uh, 707. Yeah, I really think it is, and I think it's it's a it's a diverse group, but there's a lot of really good teams, programs, and athletes that'll be here at Shiloh and also at the Fayetteville site and doing some things differently this year. One of the things that we're doing that is a bit unique is we're starting a little later in the day. We'll start our first games tomorrow on pool play at 1 o'clock, and that's going to push the ending time all the way to 11 o'clock, and that may sound strange, but... We really believe that uh, playing after the sun has gone down will it will be cooler. Yes, sir. We're supposed to have good weather, and uh, you know what? What high school kid doesn't enjoy playing under the lights? Yes. So we really wanted to add that to our tournament this year, and I think it's going to add a, it's going to add an element that we've never we've never experienced before. Now, Jeff, it looks like are all the games going to be played right in Champion Stadium, all all on that field, or will it be kind of be split up some? We are all on 
on Champions Stadium and also the same at Harmon there at Fayetteville. So we're playing all of our games on those two game fields. Gotcha, gotcha. So the pool, the uh, the teams in Pool B that Coach mentioned, the ones they'll be playing over at Fayetteville, will be Baptist Prep, Fayetteville, Glendale, Missouri, Green Forest, Greenwood, Harbor, Rogers, Russellville, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Van Buren. Those games tomorrow will be played over at Fayetteville. The ones that will be played at Shiloh, the teams that will be at Shiloh, Alma, Bentonville, Charleston, Harrisburg, Missouri, Coach, is that right? Arkansas, where are they? Arkansas? Harrisburg? It's Arkansas, Okay, yes. gotcha. Uh, Heritage Hall from Oklahoma, Little Rock Christian Academy, Ozark, Shiloh, Springdale, and Victory Christian also from Oklahoma. Those teams will be competing at Shiloh Christian tomorrow on Wednesday. So, Coach, looking at these teams, there will be no shortage of outstanding football players at your place this week. I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of really good high school and, and even some uh, prospective college athletes Absolutely. on both campuses. And we know, you know all these coaches. These coaches are extremely professional. And uh, the ones that um, – typically the ones that attend this tournament, they, they do it the right way. And so they're trying to improve their teams to, to give them the best chance to, to have success in the fall. And so it's always enjoyable. Uh, we like to see it, or like to say it, as uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. We yep. really feel like these teams are going to sharpen each other, and everybody that participates, in my opinion, they're they're going to leave better than they came. And so yep. we're excited about that. Good deal. And we're talking about some names. Do you know off the top of your head some of the name, big names that maybe uh, fans might want to come out there? You know, fans who follow college football, Arkansas football, because I remember going out there before and seeing some of these big time athletes, uh, maybe some kids from Oklahoma, and they're you know, wearing a Razorback u- uniform a couple uh, days, a uh, couple years later. You got anybody like that out there? Off top well, of I, 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 there's a there's a handful that obviously are going to play college football. I think the guys in, in our area that we're excited about, and I'll start selfishly with there our own, go. is, yeah. is Cade Henley. Yep. Um, Cade Henley, the Razorback commit. We also have got Eli Wisdom, who's got that UCF offer. Yep. And uh, so we've got a couple here at Shiloh, and then obviously the there's two over at, at Fayetteville, uh, and their linebacker and their their receiver. We got the kid from Bentonville, and I'm one of those coaches that knows numbers. Don't don't know all the names, but yeah. there's going to be several that uh, I can help you on that one, Coach Chaz Nimrod. That's a name you want to keep follow away. Chaz Nimrod. I do know Nimrod. Woo! Yes, yes sir. Right, he's, boy, he can he go. Can go. <laughs> he he can. can go. Uh, <laughs> is, isn't there also some guy kid by the name of uh, what, uh, Satanga or no, something? Never heard of him. Uh, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never heard of him. He's going to be a duck. Isn't by he? the way, he's committed to the University of Oregon. We're talking about Isaiah Satanga, the Flash from Fayetteville, the Fayetteville Flash. Um, he had committed to Texas A&M uh, a few months back, decommitted, and recommitted, I believe Sunday was his birthday, and he committed uh, to the Oregon Ducks, who are putting together quite a recruiting hall so far under uh, Mario Cristobal, their new their, uh, their football coach. So got, got those kids going up there. Of course, Little Rock Christian will have some great players. Um, you know, Springdale will be interesting because they have two or a, kind of a – not a whole new coaching staff, but definitely a new coach at the top in Brent Hobbs. And also uh, defense coordinator uh, Brooks Muller, who I did a feature story on those two guys. Yeah. So that's that'll be a little bit different seeing Springdale with someone different than Zach Clark being the head coach um, over there this week. Yeah, and we're excited to have Brett over here. There was a uh, a moment where we were going to use the Springdale campus, and we didn't have to have that. So Brett and his Bulldogs will be coming over to our place. We're excited to host them. We. We brush shoulders all summer long, it seems, with team camps. And 
seven on sevens and then we'll open up with the scrimmage with Springdale. So again, always just fun to, to be around these coaches and around these athletes, these programs and, and try to try to make our program um, as, as solid as it can be in the fall. Jeff, you'll be familiar too with Van Buren, Malachi Henry, the younger brother of Jaden Henry and the sons of Mo Henry um, over yes. Van Buren and uh, Malachi is as big as Jaden and Mo Henry put together. That's one big kid. <laughs> he is, uh, He's a little taller than both of them. You yeah, know, we're, we're, it's fun to watch those those boys and watch them grow. And he had a great sophomore season last year. And uh, you know, Crosby Tuck, the head coach there at Van Buren, I coached Crosby yep. here at Shallow. We coached together here at Shallow, and so it really is these these seven on sevens and and getting people back in Northwest Arkansas. Sometimes it is getting the getting the family back together and, and reminiscing and. You know, Tucker Barnard over at Stillwater, who yep. I coached with here at Shiloh for, for four years a long time ago. Always good to catch up with guys like him. And so, again, just a lot of fun things that take place uh, when we when we try to pull this 7-on-7 pull this seven seven off each summer. Yes, sir. So, Jeff, you guys already been doing some team camps? We have, yes. We've, uh, we've participated in camps and 7-on-7s. Seven we've gone to OBU and Arkadelphia. We've gone to Missouri Western. Um, we've, we've gone to Benton to play in their seven on seven. We went to Razorbacks, uh, to the U of A seven on seven before the dead week. So we've, yes, to answer your question, we have. So, uh, I'm from an old school in the old days when summer they played American Legion baseball. I understand the importance of seven on seven now. Um, how about the spring? I'm, I'm thinking like the spring is the X's and O's and lining the kids up, right? You know, especially the newcomers. And is this a test that maybe their biggest test right now going up against all these great teams right here, taking what they learned maybe in spring ball and, and putting it out there and see what they can do against top-notch com- competition? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you're exactly right, and it is a process. And that's why I like the position that our tournament is in the summer because we have had June. And we've been able to go to camps and seven on sevens. We've already had spring football. And so most of the terminology, most of the assignments and just our scheme have been taught. What I like about this seven on seven is now you've got to go not only know what your assignment is and go execute it, but you've got to go and do that against some of the top competition in the region. Yeah. And so, again, I keep using this word, but the sharpening, this yeah. this really does take our athletes and our team to a whole nother level. And I, I don't know how teams don't do some of this stuff, to be honest with you, because it's priceless. It's reps that you can't get anywhere else. And it's priceless when you get into those situations on Friday night where you have to throw the ball or you have to defend the throw. And we tell our football team, this is not real football. And sometimes seven on seven gets a bad rap. But we keep it in perspective. It's not football. It's only a small percentage or a small piece of the game of football. However, that small percentage piece of the game of football that we do in 7-on-7 can sometimes win or lose games on Friday night. Well, because you're building – what this does is it builds that that, uh, quarterback-receiver relationship. It builds that defensive back-linebacker relationship in knowing – you know what each other's tendencies are and how to cover for each other if it doesn't do anything it it does that absolutely Absolutely. and you've got to be able to create space if you're on offense you got to be able to catch the football and advance the football and on defense you've got to be able to minimize space and cover cover receivers and 
you know, knock passes down and do all of those things. And so it, there's so many very important variables. I think that it teaches that again, it's just, it's priceless and it's free. So (laughs) why not do it? Hey, Jeff, I know we've already talked about some of the, the big time players, but in your case, this is also, uh, a time for a younger player who can step up into the spotlight for you. Who are those players that could be, this could be their test time. Well, we've got a a handful of sophomores that this is going to be the first time that they've, you know, this is this summer's first time they've gone against high school athletes and, and gone against guys that could play college football. And so, you know, Bo Williams is one of ours. He's one of our sophomore leaders. Uh, Dax Widger, we've got a, a handful of them that are really doing a great job and they're going to play a lot of football. And so the thing that I'm also excited about tomorrow is we wanted, we thought we were going to have 20 teams. We didn't, we had 19. So we plugged in our JV team. So gotcha. wherever you see shallow gold, that will be our JV team. And I really believe that that group is going to get more reps than they've ever gotten at this tournament. You know, we've never entered two teams. And so it'll be a learning experience for them. Don't get me wrong, but it will be valuable reps later on that will really progress these guys nicely as we go through our process. You know, Jeff, last year when Eli Wisdom was coming up as a sophomore, this would have probably been a 707 where we would have seen a little bit of him, uh, a little bit of a showcase of him, but we didn't really get to see that at all. Um, yeah. And so he was kind of an unknown to at least to some of us coming in, you know, to the season. We didn't, I didn't really get to see uh, him in action until you guys scrimmaged Springdale, uh, you yeah. know, before, you know, right before the you know the regular season started, and you could just tell right away on his first snap, well, this kid's a little bit different, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I bring that up a lot yeah. with him in his maturation process. We talked a lot about last summer because he probably was affected more dramatically yeah. than anybody else because the thing that he needed did he needed to do in the spring and summer was throw and catch against good competition and he never got that and that's a scary so he, that's a scary yeah. thing Jeff to team that you guys are going to play that he can take it to the next level you know I yeah mean, uh and this kid's got it all I mean he does yeah yeah he does and and he's throwing the ball as well as he ever has and I really believe that his confidence and like like you guys said, his timing with the receivers, all of those uh, characteristics that you have to have as a quarterback can really sprout and grow when you play a lot of seven-on-seven games. Hey, you talking about that. I remember uh, uh, Elkins sure would have liked to have seen some of him because I covered that opener over there when uh, he completed about 14 passes and he – uh, 65-yard touchdown, a 55-yard touchdown run. So I guarantee you Elkins would have liked to have seen him in the summer last year. <laughs> but, hey, Jeff, you can't see us now, but we got four big old boys right here. That if we had a, a, just an inch of athletic ability, we'd probably be your third-string guard or Maybe. tackle over there. So what do what you got the big old boys doing this summer? I know they just are not sitting around at the pool eating watermelon or, or, or candy bars. <laughs> what do they do? Is there any kind of competition for the big guys? Yeah, it's called who can who can lift the most weight in the weight room every there you day. Go. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now we there have been some seven on sevens that will do a lineman challenge. Different yeah. Things. Okay. Uh, we don't we don't do that at our tournament, but our guys have been team camping. Um, our guys obviously we train together four days a week as a team, and we practice together. Uh, but over the next two days, 
our big guys on both the O-line and D-line, they turn into servants and they really do serve people and they keep score and they run clocks and they fill up water and they take out the trash. And um, obviously this tournament wouldn't be as good as it is without those offense defensive linemen, both senior high and junior high that come out and really assist people. And like I said, they just serve. And so we're proud of those guys. Um, love them because they are willing to do that. You know how it is. If if you ask a skilled guy to do that, he might not do it. But Lyman, you can count on those boys, and and uh, we're very thankful for them. Jeff, will you will you use your center um, in the seven on seven to to do all your snaps for you, or does, does it does that matter? Some teams do. We don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel like it's a little bit unnecessary. Sometimes you want your center to get as many reps as he can, but right. uh, we typically don't. We'll have another. QB or someone else snapping so that all of our snaps, you know, there's no error there. Just kind of toss it, toss it back to them. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff, I know something else you got to be excited too. I saw you had a little Twitter photo of this maybe early last week. Your uh, your new weight room facility. Yeah, we're we're right in the middle. It was supposed to be done. We had a small setback with the the flooring, but we can't wait to finish that thing. And and uh, what we've done is we went in and and stripped everything out, got rid of all the equipment, the flooring, painted the walls, put up some new graphics, put new flooring down, and all new equipment. And that was something that our our families really came together. We asked for help, and we did a kind of a, an inside uh, shallow family fundraiser along with a, with a Walmart grant, and, and, and we're able to just take care of that. That's fantastic. So we're, we're excited. Well, that's where champions are built, Coach, in that weight room. You know that. We Absolutely. All know that. That, that's where they're built. Well, Jeff, listen, we appreciate you being on with us today, and, and uh, I will uh, be seeing you tomorrow. I'm going out tomorrow to write a little, little player profile on Caden Henley. Like Jeff had mentioned, he is a verbal commit to the University of Arkansas as a linebacker. Yeah, excellent. Um, I, I, I think I saw him get 500 tackles in one game last year. I covered him. I think he, <laughs> He, he, anything that moved, even you know, when a guy went to the concession stand to get popcorn, he tackled him. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Well, there's a little bit of truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll see you over there tomorrow, Jeff, and then of course we'll catch up with you this week over at the seven on seven at uh, at both places. And again, I know you're happy to have that this year. We're happy to have, even if there are still challenges, we're happy happy to have some sense of normalcy back again. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So thanks a lot, Jeff, and uh, we're going to take a little break right here, and when we come back, we'll finish up our talk about 707 and maybe talk about some other things. You never know what Ricky Fires might talk about. So we'll be right back on Prep Rally, the podcast. I would love that. And now back to the Prep Rally podcast with Chip Souza. And again, if you're just just now joining us, thank you to uh, Jeff Conaway, the head football coach of Shiloh Christian, for joining us today to talk about the Southwest Elite 707 that will be tomorrow and Thursday. All right, maybe today. I don't know. Today is Wednesday. Uh, today and Thursday. <laughs> over, I get my days mixed up. Yep. Today and Thursday over at Shiloh Christian and at Fayetteville. Of course, Thursday's championship games will be played at Shiloh Christian. I believe the championship game, if Jeff told me if everything goes on schedule and everything like that happens. Uh, should be around 5 o'clock on Thursday, so if you're a football fan, you won't want to miss that. Now, a little think, few things on 7-on-7 seven seven if you're new to that. The games are 20 minutes long. 
Um, Henry, I think the, when the ball is snapped, the quarterback has like four seconds to release the ball, maybe three, but I think four like seconds. four. Four Mississippi, two four, Mississippi. Yeah, like uh, they actually have a, uh, a guy with a stopwatch, oh, okay. and uh, at the four-second mark, they blow the whistle. If the ball has not left their hands, you know, it's a, it's a loss of down. Um, you can make first downs. Yeah, um, uh, it's – it start, you start at the 40. You do. You can get so, a, a first down at the 25. You do the home field or half the field? Half the field, right? A little less than half. A little less than half. It's yeah, 40 okay. yards plus the end zones, okay. so 50 yards. Yeah, you start at the 40. You can get a first down at the 25. Now, you only get three downs to do it. It sounds like Canadian football, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you also get a first down if you cross the 10. But once you're inside the 10, it's goal to go. Right. And, of course, uh, Coach Conaway did mention some of the elite players that will be there. We mentioned Isaiah Satanga. Um, from Fayetteville, Caden uh, Turner. Uh, Caden Turner. Yeah, I believe they called him, well, they call him K-9. He wears number nine, so they called him K-9 over at Fayetteville. Um, so he will be a big one to watch. Of course, Chas Nimrod. Uh, there are fewer wide receivers in this state that can match what Chas Nimrod at Bentonville can do. He is, uh, as we like to say, Ricky, tremendous curb appeal. When you see Chas Nimrod in the uniform, you go, that kid looks like a player. Ain't no doubt about it. I saw him go 100 like yards in about four point. Eight seconds. Yeah. Uh, one time. He's a great receiver. Also, a special teams uh, phenomenon. Now, Henry also will uh, will sit Bentonville. The running back Josh Ficklin. Ficklin. Uh, Josh Ficklin. He is uh, going to be one to watch. He will be a junior when school starts, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a really solid sophomore season last year for Bentonville. So they are looking good. And of course, the quarterback is it Drew Wright? Drew Wright. Drew Wright. Um, who is the son of Dan Wright, the former Major League Baseball pitcher. So we know he's got a good arm. So Bentonville will obviously be a team to watch. We did mention Brandon Scott of Charleston, and he will be having one of the 7,000 Ketters uh, family (laughs) members, it seems like. There's there's Ketters all over the place at Charleston. So they'll be be a good team to watch. Brandon Scott, like Eli Wisdom last year, Ricky, at at, uh, Shallow Christian, Brandon Scott, Tapped the older guy on the shoulder and said, uh, I, "I'm gonna. I, I'm taking new no, sheriff. No, time. no disrespect, Mr. Senior, but I yeah. think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna I got this. Over. Think I got this. Um, so, and what a great physical specimen he is. About six two, one eighty five, one ninety. Again, looks good in the uniform. When you see that kid, there's no question he looks the part of foot, football, football player. and basketball. And ba- yeah, and whatever else he wants to play. So we'll have him here. Um, you know, I can't even think. You know, uh, Ozark. Now they'll have a different quarterback this year. They will not have." Uh, the, the battling Falkenberry anymore. He he moved on. Harper Falkenberry, he graduated and moved on. But I'm sure that Coach Jeremy Burns will have a really good player um, here to play quarterback for them. I always love Charleston coming up here. I love the, love the Hillbillies. And, uh, boy, if there's any community, Rick, in Arkansas that supports its kids better than Ozark, I don't know I ain't of it. seen it. I have not seen it. And that'll be – so that'll be over at Shiloh. Then, of course, you can go over to Fayetteville and catch that over there. Isaiah Satanga, who we mentioned, who committed to Oregon this week. Also, don't forget, Greenwood is here, um, and they will be uh, very, very good. They'll have one of the best defensive backs in the state in Jaden Jasna uh, playing for them this week. And uh, their quarterback's last name is Houston. Uh, Henry, I can't remember his first name. He's a kid that came in and played in some spot duty last year. Um, and so and it, it's Greenwood. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah they're, they don't rebuild. They reload. Exactly, exactly. So they'll be a team to watch. Harbor, um, you know, they've, they've got a, a lot of their good players are, are back. Um, so they'll be a good team to watch. And, uh, and Van Buren, we mentioned uh, Malachi Henry um, and some of those guys over at Van Buren. Of course, they'll be well coached by Crosby Tuck. So just a lot of really good football. And I just I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait until to, I get to see that today and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Chip. You, you know the old saying, 
absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. We missed this last yes. year, and yes. now we're chomping at the bit. Well, and Ricky and I, we talked about this, you know, a couple weeks ago, the rodeo, Springdale Rodeo. And uh, I'm going to tell you, rodeo may not be for everybody. Henry might not be a rodeo guy. I don't know, Paul may or might, might not be. I am. I'm an old country boy, and I have, you know, have boots and have a little horse crap on my boots or whatever, and I'm, I, that's my kind of people. And we didn't get to have that last year, and I was so happy to have that back. And this is just follows along those same lines, and I, I can't wait. You know, we've mentioned uh, Satang a, a couple times. You know, he's the, I think everybody agreed, the number one recruit. In our, I'm always interested to see what the reaction is. And what 90, 98% of Razorback fans say, hey, good for him. He's a good kid. Good luck yeah. there. Every once in a while you get these little, we don't need him. He's overrated. And I'm sorry, Razorback fans, but you didn't lose him because you never had him. Right. This is a pit stop for him. It, it, it is. You know, you're right, Rick. It, it is a pit stop for him. They're not from Arkansas. They're no. from they're from Texas, actually. But, actually. His, but his mom and dad were both LSU grads. Right. And I and LSU offered him. And right. I kind of thought, well, when they all LSU offered, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure his dad would would mom and dad would have loved for him to go to LSU. Yeah. But he picked Oregon. And you know what? Last time I checked, Oregon's a pretty good place to go to school. And they got the Nike up there. He they might do. be getting some yeah. with that NIL. And they I may. Getting some. He so may. so he good may. luck for him. I look forward to watching him play his senior year. As all these kids, Caden Turner is committed to Indiana. Uh, the, I mean, the kid's going to play for the Razorback. Just love all the high school uh, kids, and especially the seniors this year. Now, Rick, you mentioned the NIL. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a little bit of a segue in the story that Henry's going to have for Sunday on Sam Hurley. Now, those of you who are unfamiliar with what an NIL is, this, it was, this is a right granted to college football players now. It's a name, image, and licensing that the players in college football and college, college sports athletes, college college athletes, athletes. all have control over. And they can go do an endorsement deal with Cane's you know, chicken or, or, or flying burrito or, or Rice, or, Rice, 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 Rice Barbecue. Rice bar, whatever, whatever they want mm-hmm. to do uh, to put their name, licensing, and image out there. Now, in order to be able to do something like that, you have to be known. Ricky, I'm thinking me and you probably wouldn't have much of a shot no, at NIL. We have a shot. You know, probably not. Maybe maybe Dairy Queen might name a dip cone after me. But you know, that's where if you're from a real little bitty town in Arkansas and you play for the Razorbacks and you go stand in front of Dairy Queen, you're going to get you some uh, uh, free ice cream probably. So you're saying I have a hamper. chance. You, you, a slim chance. Slim chance. Very slim. But maybe a chance. But anyway, Henry is writing a story for this weekend on Sam Hurley, the Fayetteville track star, state decathlon champion, and mm-hmm. also st- state champion in multiple, multiple events during the state uh, 6A state track meet. Yeah, uh, three events. He, he won the uh, 6A pole vault. He won the long jump, and he won the high jump. And it, it could have been a fourth one because he won the originally, he won the 110-meter hurdles, but they had to redo it because of, and it was a, a, basically a technicality. It wasn't anything he did, but uh, the, behind him, a guy hit a hurdle. It went and impeded the path of two other hurdlers. Okay. By rule, they have to run Restart. run. The race completely over, yeah. and on the restart, he just got a horrible start, and yeah. uh, he almost stood still, still almost won it. Uh, he missed it by one one hundredth of a second. Wow! So the story about him that re- that Henry is going to do is he is a social media sensation. He on his I believe it's either TikTok or Instagram. It's TikTok. TikTok. Three point five million followers on TikTok, and I think he has several hundred thousand Instagram followers. 
I don't know what his secret is, what, what Sam Hurley's doing got. Why? Whether he do tricks or something? Little videos. Uh, uh, I'll find out more. I'm supposed oh. to talk to him this afternoon. Oh, okay. Well, so, uh, Rick, the one thing he does have, well, there's a couple of things, actually, he has over you and I. First of all, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, Let's get that. Let's get that great. Personality, yeah, and he's also t- a little bit better athlete than we are. Okay, a little right. bit. We're, we're close. We're close. We're zero for three, though. But but yeah. So he he's got a few things that we don't have that we lack severely. We Where lack. is he going to college at? Uh, that's still to be determined. Yeah, he has not okay. decided yet. Okay, he has not decided. So anyway, that'll be an interesting story uh, because you know that's such an, uh, an unimaginable number. You know, uh, uh, having followers into the millions. Um, on your social media account. So props to him, and uh, that'll be a fun little story that Henry's going to do for this weekend. And, uh, again, we will have coverage this weekend in the in – well, starting on – actually starting Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the 7-on-7, seven seven, Southwest Elite 7-on-7 seven seven over at Shallow Christian. So the dead period's over. We're back uh, with action going on, and uh, cannot wait. I cannot wait for 7-on-7 seven seven to get here and, uh, and us to cover some, uh, some live action. Yeah, and you're talking about seven on seven. Of course, we're back in from the dead period. You never know what little surprises pop up when you get back from dead period. Correct. And there was a nice little surprise waiting the Bentonville High School football team as if they needed another wow, one. I saw that. Uh, this kid has moved in. I talked to offensive coordinator Aaron Denhauer this wow. afternoon. I said, where did you get this guy? Yeah. And his mom just got promoted to a job and coming to Bentonville there from you California. Go. We're talking about, uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his last name right, Sua, but this kid, it will be a junior this year, six foot five, 315 pounds. He already has offers from Michigan State, Georgia, Oregon, Maryland, Fresno State, just to name a few of now, these. Now, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed no, or the there. brightest bulb in the no. chain, but if I'm Josh Ficklin, that kid's my new best friend, without a doubt. He's my new best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. going to run behind that guy hey. for the next two years. Hey, hey, big boy, where you lead, I will follow. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to hook up to you, and, and there you go. He's going Bentonville High? Yes, he, he, they've, oh, moved, wow. they've already moved to Bentonville, talked to Aaron Dannenhauer about it. Yeah. Uh, it will be official tomorrow, I've heard. So, so uh, the rich yeah. get richer. The rich get richer. Me. Yeah, the rich get richer. So good for Bentonville. And, How come uh, you don't see those guys moved to, like, Hackett or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, now Greenland does have a player who's about that big, and he's also verbally committed to Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, J.J. Hollingsworth, correct? Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, lots of, lots of good football action. If you are a fan of high school football, get out to Shiloh Christian. Get out to Fayetteville Harmon Stadium the next two days. Catch some great seven-on-seven action. You'll get a chance to see these kids in action and uh, should be a great time. That's about all I've got. We'll be back next week, and we'll recap the Southwest Elite 7-on-7, and we will talk about Henry's story he'll have this weekend. I'm sure there'll be some good information about that, and who knows what else we might talk about. We, we may talk about anything, maybe pop culture. Rick, have you seen any good movies lately? We, hey, can't, we can't talk no, about those. No, I haven't hey, been hey, like fellas, a year and a half. Hey, yep. you, you know, fellas, y'all have talked about 7-on-7. Seven seven. We've talked about all this. It's volleyball season soon, too. It is. That's right. Don't forget. That's right. You know, and right. uh, and we had a, a, a young lady from the, uh, Fayetteville, Fayetteville High School committed. Uh, she uh, committed to Florida, Florida State, State. Yeah, University. Saw that. Saw that. She, she will play for Chris Poole in Tallahassee. Well, 
Her mother also played for Chris Poole, Jessica Phelan. Wow. So like mother, like daughter, they will play uh, for the same coach in college. There you go. They're going to – Yeah, there you go. That's fantastic. Uh, And speaking of volleyball too, uh, Paul, I talked to Walter Woody yesterday, and Walter's writing a little story on us that will probably be in next week sometime on the two new arenas in Fort Smith that will be ready to go. And I know uh, I saw Natalie – uh, Throneberry over at Southside had a little tweet a couple weeks ago that she was hopeful to have some of their summer stuff in their new arena. Don't know if that will happen or not, but I think they're a little bit ahead of the Northside Arena project, maybe a couple of weeks or a month ahead. So looks like Southside will play all of its home volleyball games in its new arena this year. Yeah. Well, she had told me that she was hopeful. They were actually hopeful of, of hosting a play day on the 29th, uh, yeah. a preseason play day on the 29th, 29th. of this month. Oh, oh July? No, July. Yeah, July, July okay. yes. Okay. The now, the difference, Rick, in Northside and Southside, Southside has no gym. They leveled it two years ago. They haven't had a gym. Northside still has Condark Grizzly, so they yeah. can still play there. But Southside has had to play all of its basketball games and everything at a junior, junior high junior gym. So high, that's yes. why they're a little bit ahead of the game as far as having their gym project finished, or excuse me, arena project finished. Yes. So uh, that's what's going on in the sports world. Again, thanks for joining us on Prep Rally, the podcast. We'll be back, back next week. We'll talk about some 7-on-7, seven seven and who knows what else we'll talk about. So for Henry Apple, Paul Boyd, and Ricky Fires, I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.